Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. Hey, this morning I want to talk about the renewed mind. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of scripture, but I want to start with... um, the story in Matthew 16. So if you have your Bibles, whether it's the book or the, on the phone, you can turn with me to Matthew 16, 5 through 12. And it says this, um, just, to, just to preface reading this with this, this the, Jesus had just fed the 5,000 with the loaves, right? And, uh, and it says that they got on, um, it says they, they were basically going on across the lake. So it says, when they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, it is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gather? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it that you don't understand I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the, Pharisee, against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. It's a really fun story because um, you just begin to see how we can be a lot of times. It's like I can really relate with the disciples here, okay? Is they just saw Jesus take a few loaves of bread and feed thousands of people. And still, in the moment where they didn't have bread, they were worried about if they were going to have something to eat. All right, so if you see somebody take four loaves of bread and they feed four or 5,000 plus people, if, and you're with that person, you would think the logical thing is, I don't have to worry about food. This guy's got us. Like, he could probably pull, like, a little water out of the ocean and turn it into a steak dinner or something. You just, your faith, you would think your faith would be there, right? But the Pharisees, the moment Jesus begins talking about something related to bread, they begin to say, well, oh my goodness, like, we forgot bread, we're going to go hungry. And Jesus is saying, you guys... Do you not understand? Did you not understand, catch my nature and who I am and that I can take nothing and make something? And I want to say this today is that in our walk with the Lord is everything that you walk through with the Lord, a miracle, a trial, it is meant for the renewing of your mind. Okay, the Lord Uh, I'm about to give you some scripture that's going to tie this in. But we, as we begin to see the Lord do things, it is meant to actually cause us to think the way he thinks. It is not meant for it just to be something where you're like, oh, that was nice, but he would never do that again. He does it not just to do it, but he does it to show you who he is. He does it to reveal his nature. He actually wants to reveal who he is in your life. So it doesn't matter what you walk through. You know it's his nature to provide for you. You know it's his nature to be faithful to you. Right? So 
We actually used this scripture last week, but we're going to go to to it again. I want to read it out of two different um, translations. Um, The first one, NIV, it says in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Let me say this. Everything with the Lord, it starts with your surrender to him. It starts from a place of his lordship. He's Lord. And um, we talked about that last week. You can go listen to the sermon. Then it goes on to say, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The, the passion says it like this, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we see right here, we're going we're gonna to hone in on this one part where it says, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Let me say this. Your mind, your thinking is the battleground the enemy loves to come and war in. It's the, it is the battleground for you, is your mind and your thinking, right? And your life will be this tension. As long as you are here on earth, there will be this tension between knowing the Spirit of God and what the Spirit of God is saying, and on the other side, having a carnal mind or a fleshy mind, thinking, seeing the world's way of doing things, not in unison with God's heart, right? And, and I can tell you this. For me, there are plenty of days where, um, or, or I'll say it like this, I am learning, after 20 years of knowing the Lord, I learn very much every day of how to walk with Him. And I don't get it right all the time. And I'm sure I'm in a room full of people who you don't get it right all the time. But we're learning. And we should be moving a certain direction. We should be growing in our sensitivity to the spirit and learning to be a spiritually minded people. And so, but Paul is saying in Romans 12 here is that this is what he's saying. Listen, if, if your ideals and your opinions look like the carnal world, it's a good chance that you could be missing what God's saying and how he thinks. He's saying there's actually a distinction. It's kind of like the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, right? The disciples, they were thinking in terms of, well, these people, they need to go to the village and get food. Jesus says, all right, do we have anything? And they're like, yeah, we got a few loaves. He says, great, I'm going to bless it. I'm going to thank God for it, and I'm going to break it. And he feeds 5,000 people, right? So we can be, many times in life, there's a problem or there's something that happens, and we have a certain way of thinking, but the Lord wants us to, to teach us how to think like him. He, Jesus did that miracle so that we could say, okay, his solutions are greater than my solutions, and his solutions are greater than the world's solutions. Right? And so a renewed mind begins to... Uh, has a different starting point, okay? So we're, we're talking about thinking here. Um, 
let me do this. I want to give you some definitions really quick. It says, going back to Romans 12, it says, um, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Um, that transform, that word there actually means, is the same word for metamorphosis, okay? It's the, we know that, that word in uh, if you, the process of a um, caterpillar becoming a butterfly, right? It becomes, it goes through this processing of being one thing and becoming something completely different, right? So metamorphosis is this, a change from the form or nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. So we are inwardly transformed, Right? The, the life of the believer is transformation. The Lord isn't wanting you to just be a better version of you. Right? He's not just wanting you to grasp. This isn't, listen, I love self-help. If that's your version of Christianity, it's not a good one. All right? The, the life of the believer is, I was once one thing, but now I'm complete, something completely different. Right? G, the... It's talked about as the old man and the new man, right? You've been born again. You've been made new. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Um, so there is meant to be a transformation, a metamorphosis, a change from one thing into something completely different. How many of you have been made into something completely different by the power of Jesus, right? Is, that's awesome. Let me tell you this. Is the part, one part of that process we forget is that we actually have to learn how to wear that new man well. The old man loves to rear its head. Um, renew. It says, so it goes on to say this. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we're meant to be transformed, well, the vehicle to get there is the renewing of your mind. So what is the renewing of our mind? This is what the definition of renew is, is complete change for the better. So renewing is this change, and it is, a, it is a gradual change. It is the process of change. Life with the Lord is that he wants to change the way you think, right? You know the word repent, it actually means to change the way you think. So when Jesus came, he, was, he said, repent, change the way you think for the kingdom of God is at hand. The only way that you understand his kingdom is to change the way you think. And, he, and the spirit of God changes the way we think. Um, you know, this, this, I'm not talking about positive thinking today, okay? Positive thinking is this. I, positive thinking one is good. I hope you guys, I'd much rather you guys have positive thinking than negative thinking. So I'm not saying to throw a positive thinking out the window, but this is what positive thinking is. Positive thinking is to put a good goal in front of you and to move towards that. Okay, that's positive thinking. A renewed mind is actually starting from a completely different place. A renewed mind is I'm not having to put something in front of me is because my starting point, the Lord has completely changed. I don't start from a place of lack because his nature, in his nature, there is no lack. He's renewed my mind by the way I've seen him operate. And through intimacy with him, seeing him, I think differently because I've seen him. So what Jesus wanted to do with his disciples, even as he fed the 5,000 he wasn't showing off, all right? He could have done anything to show off. 
I think they already believed that he could do anything. What he was doing was he was revealing his nature and it was meant to change their minds. It was meant so that next time they see a crowd of hungry people, they don't try and send them away. He says, hey, anything is possible. Where they would actually start from a place of, oh, we know God can do anything. Let's go to him and ask how he wants to do it. It's not if he can do it. It's, God, how do you want to do it? Right? What if in your life, if whenever something, you had an issue, something came up, maybe it's something in you, maybe it's a habit, maybe, maybe it's your family member that's just aggravating, and you're just like, God, if you can do something, please do it. Or, Lord, can you just make them go away? Can you just, you know... Um, but the Lord is wanting you to learn how to, because you know he's good, to begin to say, Lord, what do you want to do? You can do anything. You can heal this. You can re- it's in your nature to redeem. It's in your nature to restore. How do we do it? What's the plan, Lord? What's the plan? How are you going to do it? Because everything you touch, it becomes good. You're the God who you touch the impure thing and it becomes pure. You touch the unholy thing and it becomes holy. So, Lord, what does it look like for your holiness to come and touch this unholy thing? What does it look like when you put your hand on this? Is my, my, the renewed mind doesn't start from a place of lack. It starts from a place of the Lord's abundance. And so the Lord wants to renew your mind. And, and as your mind is renewed, you're becoming transformed. You are thinking differently. People would begin to say, oh, you, you used to respond to everything of worry and fear, but now you, you carry yourself different. You carry something different. You come in and you're not the person releasing fear in the room. You're releasing faith in the room. You're coming and you actually give me hope that the Lord could do something different. Right? And that's, and that's how the Lord wants you to think. He wants you to think... Um, he wants to invite you into his way of thinking. Um, I heard somebody say one time, I think I've said it a couple times, is God is not trying to teach you to be a better Christian. He's trying to teach you to be himself. He's trying to teach you to think like he thinks, to walk with him, to know him. And I think, you know, I think the disconnect for a lot of people is sometimes is we don't even know what that it looks like to engage with the Lord in that kind of relationship. Many of us don't know. If I were to talk about intimacy with the Lord, you'd say, what's that? And I can tell you this, is that there isn't a, there isn't some like, this is how you become close to the Lord. Um, I don't think if I came to you and said like, man, Matt, Jessica, how did you guys become close? I don't think you guys would say, well, here's the formula, okay? You'd probably say, hey, we, we learned to sit with each other and how to hear each other and to talk with each other, to share our hearts. And we were just around each other enough where we begin to say, hey, we kind of like each other. And then Matt proposes and they're getting married in January. And so, but I'm saying is that with the Lord, you learn to sit and you learn to value him and you value his voice. And I know for, uh, I'm just trying to give a good example. I know when, when Austin caught my eye um, and I was like, dang, she's pretty. And uh, I'd like to get to know her. You know, we were church kids, so it was holy. And um, when we, I remember, we actually like our first time really hanging out, we went on a dance together. And let me tell you this, we were awkward around each other. 
Okay, it was awkward. It was we we didn't know how to act. Okay, we we knew we were just like we we like each other, but I don't know how to act right now. It's a little awkward. And some of you need to learn to sit with the Lord long enough in His quietness to get past the awkwardness and to where you learn His goodness and you learn to sit with Him and you ask His Spirit. The Lord doesn't withhold from you. He's not angry with you. Jesus went and took care of that. He's saying, "Will you come to me?" You know, I love that the word says that um, we must come to him knowing that he is God, basically believing that he exists, that he's Lord. And then we must be those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he's a God to be sought. But you don't have to jump through hoops to get him. Seeking looks like sitting with him. Seeking looks like being able to turn everything all else off for a moment so that you can sit and say, God, I want to know you. If you're the God that created me, then I need to know your voice. He loves to speak. If you don't believe that God speaks today, just think about this, okay? The Bible, God is a good father. God, God is a good father. I don't think any of us would argue that. What good father decides to just write a letter to his kids and say, all right, that's good enough. That's the most I want relationship with you. I wrote you a letter, now figure it out. It's not his heart. The letter's good, and the letter's sweet, and the letter's true. But he wants to commune with you. He wants to come and sit with you. He wants to come and whisper in your ear. He wants to come and give you his thoughts. He wants to come and teach you who he is. The truth is, is when I was getting to know Austin, I didn't always know exactly what to say, but I enjoyed just sitting with her. I learned who she was by just being in her presence. You, why do we put such an emphasis on the presence of God here? Is because he is his presence. He is his presence. He's here. And even if you're not hearing his voice, you're learning how he is. You're learning as you're, we come and we gather and the Lord's speaking words to people and he's, um, you know, even like with the Campbells, what the Lord's saying, you, in that if you're listening, you can learn. Even though that word might be, not be directed at you, you begin to learn how God is. You begin to learn how he speaks. You begin to learn how he wants to speak to your heart. And he's good and he's kind. And what he desires to do is invite you into a life where you can actually walk as a son or a daughter of God, where you can walk in a way where you don't just think like some, where, where you don't think in a way that is inferior to the way that he's called you to think. A lot of times we settle for an inferior way of life when the Lord has called us to walk like him in the earth. Where you walk and you know you have something to give. I think that's one of the things that the Lord wants to mark his body with is you walk into a situation and you don't come empty handed. Is that because he lives in me, I have something to breathe out. I've got something to give. But many of us, we live our lives feeling disqualified. We, li we live our lives where we feel like because of our mess that... We could never be that. And, and the truth is, is that the Lord wants you to just come and sit with him long enough to where he can change your mind. You don't, your, your behavior won't change because of positive thinking. Your behavior will change because of renewed mind. 
The renewing comes from the sitting and hearing him. Let me, let me give you some scripture and we're going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to land right here. Um, you guys doing good today? All right. Perfect. I don't know if that was just good timing or. Um. All right. You can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 11 through 16. You guys want to read along with me? It says, For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. We're going to stop right there for a minute. This is talking about those who have been baptized in the spirit, who have grown in sensitivity to the spirit of God, who have, who, whose minds are being renewed. When the spirit of God says something, something inside of you says yes and amen. For the person who has not made the Spirit of God Lord in their life, when something from the Lord's heart that comes forth by the Spirit, they reject it because their minds can't even receive it because they don't have a renewed mind. There is... The, the Christian life is not just a set of do's and don'ts. It is a way of living and a way of thinking. It is a whole different life. And the Spirit of God, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit comes and he'll teach you everything you need to know. He'll lead you into all truth. And we have this amazing gift, the Spirit of God, who comes, like Austin was said with the kids, make sure we teach, we, we, we want our kids to know relationship with Holy Spirit. That's not that he, he is a person. He is a part of the Godhead. And it's amazing that you have access unlimited to the Spirit of God. But let me, let me say this. Um, I, was talking, I was talking with somebody this week, and this came out of my mouth. And I think it's true. Is I think there's a lot of people that think they're filled with the Spirit, and they're not. But then there's a lot of people who don't think they're filled with the Spirit, and they are. And um, you receive His Spirit through one asking and receiving, and by surrendering to Him. It is a the Spirit of God is Lord, and He is a Lord to be submitted to. And He doesn't. He will not. Jesus is a King that does not share His throne. If you either have all, you either give all to him and all submitted to him, or you won't recognize him when he comes. And um, my my heart and desire for you is that you would learn this life of surrender to the Spirit, so that He leads you. And the Romans twelve ends with this: it talks about so that you can know the perfect will of God. 
the way that you learn the perfect will of God and how to please him and, and a life that is filled with goodness and pleasure, how to walk free from fear. It's a learning to live a life led by the spirit of God, submitted to him, being full of him and actually getting to hear the mysteries of the father's heart. And you're invited into that. Maybe for some of you, you're like, what does that look like? I still, you, this, this is my best um, advice to you is to go and sit with him and to ask, look, he desires more than you could ever, um, more than you could ever ask. He wants to give you more than that. He wants to give you abundantly more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. That's his desire. Sit with him. Ask for the spirit of God. Say, make me sensitive. He's a God worth seeking. Some things aren't taught, they're caught. Some things I can't sit up here and just teach you. Some of you, I need to allow spiritual hunger to fill your heart and to say, God, I've got to come and sit with you. I've got to come and be with you. Some of you, the body needs what the Lord is wanting to impart to you. But it's going to take the sitting and the being with him. Amen. And so the Lord wants to renew your mind through the sitting with him. He wants to transform your life through the renewing of your mind where it's, hey, I'm beginning to think differently. I can tell you this, I think differently than I thought a year ago. There are things in my life I used to think that as I've been with the Lord and heard what he thinks, I think different. I didn't even know I was thinking wrong until I gave him place. I didn't know I thought wrong about myself until in his loving kindness, he came and he said, hey, that's not how I think. I thought wrong about him until he came and said, hey, I want you to see me different. Let me show you. But it was the moments in the quiet with him where I was sitting and I said, I need you. I don't sometimes even know, Lord, how I need you, but I just know I need you. I need you to show me what I need. I'm saying that to say is like, look, I've got questions too for the Lord and I've learned they only get answered through the sitting with him. He's always speaking. He's always speaking. I'll close with this. I, um, I've told this story a few times, but I just want to give a good picture of a renewed mind is I think it was two years ago on my birthday, I was driving and as I'm driving, I'm realizing I'm like really sad right now. And all day, people got texts and calls from people like, happy birthday, love you. Like, I should be feeling great, right? It's the one day where it's like everybody affirms you that, that is close to you. They're like, hey, you know, go check Facebook. And everybody's like, hey, happy birthday. You're awesome. You should be feeling pretty good about yourself. But I'm driving and I'm like, I feel terrible. I feel awful about myself. I don't know why. And... I, I, as I begin to think, I begin to realize for as long as I can remember on my birthday, I felt like that. And I finally, after years, asked the Lord, Lord, why do I feel like this? Because I, I've also learned that it's not your will that I, I, I live like this. It's not your will that I carry the heaviness that I'm carrying right now, the sadness that I'm carrying right now. Why I don't even know why I am this way right now, but you do. And so I sought the Lord. I asked with an open heart and gave him permission to change my thinking. What if the thing in your life 
that's been holding you up is only the result of just a bad way of thinking. What if the thing in your life that you thought you, you actually have called who you are and that you march yourself with? What if it was just that you came into agreement with a lie? What if it was that you have been saying something over you that the Lord has never said over you? You see, what the Lord's wanting to get you to is where you begin to hear what he said at you since the foundation of the earth. And so I'm driving in my car and the Lord tells me, he said, this is the one day of the year that you can't make it about other people. And I said, okay, that's fair. I get that. Why is that a problem? And the Lord tells me, he says, because of how you feel about yourself. It's how you, you don't feel like you're worth all the words that are being said over you. You don't feel worth the I love you, I love yous and the, hey, you're great. He said, you don't feel that about yourself. You actually feel something contrary to what I've actually said about you. And the Lord begins to say, who told you that? Who told you that? It's like Adam and Eve in the garden. Who told you you were naked? Who told you something was wrong with you? Why are you hiding? Right? And I believe the Lord's saying over some of you today is who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you to think like that? And, um, and in that moment, I begin to say, Lord, I've got... I've held on to a bad self-worth and I need you to impart your worth to me, your thoughts. What are your thoughts towards me? And the Lord began to lavish me in his love and his goodness. He began to lavish me in worth. But I had to repent, meaning that I had to stop thinking like that. And it's been a process in my life. It wasn't just a one moment, but I began to recognize the Lord by his mercy showed me I was thinking wrong. And then he came and he walked with me through my wrong thinking into right thinking. And it's still, I, and, and it's transforming me because my mind's being renewed. And that's what it looks like. It's not always pretty. And it's not always, it doesn't always look like, man, I was sitting on the front row of church and the Lord just hit me hard and it was great. I had this encounter and my life is forever changed and everything's perfect. No, it's in, the, it's in the process of like, man, I'm depressed right now, Lord. I don't understand it. I, or, Lord, I'm angry at this. Why, why, why do I feel like that? What's going on? And the Lord wants to come and he wants you to insert him into that mess and say, Lord, what do you think? And he's faithful to come into that moment and say, he wants to take your mind and he says, that right there, that, 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 that. I'm not beating you up about it, but I've just got a better way of thinking. And I want you to think that way. And truth is, is that we all have bad ways of thinking because of what's been done to us, because of what we've done, because of the environment we lived in. And the Lord's not beating you up over any of that. He's, but he is inviting you in to have a mind renewed. right? And I don't know about you, but if he is making his thoughts available, I want to thank his thoughts. If he's made truth available, I want his truth. I never want to settle for anything inferior to what he made for me to be and to do and to walk in. And I can tell you this church, 
is the Lord does not want you to settle for anything inferior. He has designed you so that you can be transformed into a person that can walk through hell and be unburned. That you can walk through the fire and not smell like smoke. He wants to transform you into a person that doesn't mean you're not gonna go through things. David understood when I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, it wasn't if, it was when. He said, the Lord's with me. And he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. David had a renewed mind. He'd been through some things. He had faced the bear and the lion and he knew the Lord empowered me to strike it dead. He had been through some things that were hard, but he walked with them through the Lord, with, walked with the Lord through those things. So he thought differently. Through experience, his mind was renewed so that the next time I walk through something, hey, even when I face a giant, I'm not coming in my own strength. I'm coming because I carry history with the Lord. And my history has told me that he doesn't fail me. My history has told me that in my mess, he shows up and he shows off. So the Lord wants to renew your mind. He, need, he wants people who have renewed minds so that you can walk into a situation and you can carry your history with the Lord. When everybody else is freaking out about the economy, you can say this, oh, look, no, it doesn't look good out there, but you've got to know who he is. You've got to know who he is. Let me begin to tell you about who he is. Let me tell you about the times in my life. If you're discouraged, begin to say, you know what? I need to remind myself about what he's done and who he's been in my life. I remind myself of all that he's done and I carry my history. Come on, let's stand up. The Lord wants to invite you into the renewed mind, to that life, to being transformed. Come on, let's just lift our hands to heaven. We're surrendering to him today. Jesus, we say, come, come and walk in the room. I ask that even right now for those who are distant from you, those who have been unaware of you, Lord, of your presence, that even right now that you'd come and reveal yourself to them. That those who have been distant, that those who have been um, in bondage, Lord, that even right now by your spirit, you would begin to touch their heart. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Lord, as your body, we say yes. We say yes to you. We invite you into every space. For some of you in the room, you've been, the, you've been having the depression, you've been having fear, you've been having worry, you've been having addictions. And the Lord's saying today, I wanna renew your mind. I wanna renew your thinking. And he's coming as a good father. He's coming as savior. He's coming as helper. He's coming as deliverer. And he's saying over you today, don't settle for anything less than what I've made you to be. Peter, he says this, he says, you're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. You are royalty. If you feel anything less than that, the Lord wants to renew your mind. 
If you've been walking as something different, he's gonna transform you through the renewing of your mind. The Lord has purposes for your life and you've known it and you've wondered why you haven't felt like you are that person. And the Lord says it's because he, you need a renewed mind. And he says, I want to come alongside you and renew your mind. You've said, some of you, you've had words spoken over you about who you are and what you're going to do. And you've said in your heart, that's not me. And the truth is, is because it hasn't been you because you've believed something contrary to it. But the Lord says the transformed you, the renewed mind you is that person. The Lord says, I don't make mistakes and I don't lie. So Lord, I thank you even right now that you are breaking off old mindsets. Come on, even now, I just want you to begin to lift up every wrong mindset to him. Begin to say, Lord, you know my thinking. Come on, church, just begin to engage with the Lord. Lord, you know our thinking. And we just say, we wanna come and we we wanna be made completely new in you. We want your very best. Lord, we don't want to live life so distracted with things that we don't see reality. That we, that Lord, so obsessed with the natural that we can't see, Lord, who you've made us in the spirit. Lord, open up our eyes to the spirit. Holy Spirit, come and baptize your people anew. Come on, raise your hands and right now we just receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. A fresh baptism of fire. Some of you, you're coming alive right now to him. Come on, if that's you, if you want a fresh baptism of his spirit, just begin to say, Lord, I want you. Holy Spirit, come. Just ask and ask knowing that he's good. Holy Spirit, come and flood every part of us. Holy Spirit, come and flood every part of us. Come on, it's our prayer. And Holy Spirit, come and flood every part of us. Yeah. Holy Spirit, come and flood every part of us. Come on, we just ask in faith. Holy Spirit, come and flood every part of us. Come on, as we close, just put your hand on the shoulder of someone next to you. In an agreement, we're just saying, Holy Spirit, come. And Holy Spirit, come. And flood every part of us. Yeah, it's our prayer this morning. Holy Spirit, come. every part of us come on one more time we sing Holy Spirit come and flood every part of us 
Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.